What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds. It's my privilege to be with you today from our studios in South Florida. I'd like to also thank those who have been subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. You can also download it at patriotpodcast.com. So thanks very much for continuing to share the word about Making America Strong Again and contributing to the ideas and the information exchange that we go through on a weekly basis. A lot of the conversations that we have, a lot of the ideas that develop in the words that we share have come from many conversations we've had with people from all different walks of life, from Americans that have different viewpoints, different perspectives, but have some passion about a common theme. And that theme is making America strong again. Today we face another rendition of what happens and what does the world do when our enemies attack A lot of Americans don't necessarily see an attack in Belgium as an attack on America. And part of the reason for that is a lot of people in America don't understand what our NATO allies mean to us. They don't understand what our treaty relationship looks like. They don't understand what it means to have an ally that that is expected to work with you in times of your greatest need and vice versa. What does it mean when one of our allies is attacked? What is our response? That's a question a lot of people don't even ponder. And furthermore, the response from a lot of people, especially in this political season, has a lot of different overtones. A lot of folks are making wild claims about what we can do, what we can't do, what we should do, what we ought to do. And most of it's rooted in a lack of knowledge about America, a lack of knowledge of what our Constitution really says, a lack of knowledge about what it is that we're to do when we face significant challenges. What type of leadership is it that we're after? Who is it that we want to lead the country? Where do we wish them to lead us? Right now, we're dealing with three massive challenges We have a tremendously weak economy. The economy is not the stock market. Look at the jobs. Look at the employment. We've talked about that in recent weeks. A bigger challenge that we face, even beyond the massive nature of our economy, is the fact that we have a divided America. There are people in our country right now who really look at the opposite political party as their enemy. 
And depending on your perspective, there are a lot of reasons for that. There are a lot of people in the political establishments that have nefarious intent when compared against the future that our founders saw. The framers of our Constitution saw in America that was a precious, precious place to be. They understood things that most people in today's world don't understand. Why? Because they studied They studied the history. They studied the Enlightenment. They studied what it was that created the environment for America to become a nation. They lived the experience of separating a very tiny, weaker place from a powerful global power called Great Britain. Consequently, as we experience this divided nation, we have a fading national pride. It used to be when immigrants came to America, they came to America to be Americans. They came here because of what America represented. A lot of people don't realize that for decades in the 20th century, America's borders were closed. Why? Because the early immigrants of the early 20th century were to come here and to assimilate into our American way of life. They wanted to be Americans. And somehow in the mid-60s, the idea came through from varying political perspectives that we should throw the borders open. And we could go down a long discussion about why that's the case, about why the political establishments particularly wanted that to happen. We can look at the results, though, and say, right now, there are a lot of people coming to America that could care less about who we are as a country. The only thing they want are the benefits. We've actually heard political candidates running for the highest office in the land talking about the desire to give illegal immigrants, illegal aliens in our country, access to the Affordable Health Care Act. So let me get this straight. You break the law, you come here, and we're going to give you free stuff. How do we do that when we're $19 trillion in debt? You can see where this conversation goes. It's a challenge all the way across the board. And when you connect the emotional argument of the poor people of the world coming to America, wanting to get to Ellis Island, wanting to be able to come across our border and take advantage of America, it's, it's a very emotionally compelling argument. The challenge is you can't look at it just from one perspective. You have to look at it, what, what does it mean to the people who are already here? What does it mean to the Americans that live here? What do you, what do you expect will happen When you invite people into your home that you don't know, when you invite people who've been living amongst thieves to come into your home, what do you have? You have a problem, especially when one out of 100 or one out of 20 or one out of 30 are bad guys, which is precisely what our enemy has told us they will do. ISIS, our adversaries, the individuals that have claimed responsibility for the bombing in Brussels yesterday, and who has sworn the destruction of America, of Europe, of Israel. They've told us they are integrating with refugees so that they can be inside our land and destroy us. Look at Sacramento in December. That's what happened, right? Enemies within. So we face some significant challenges. The economy, the division in our nation, and fading national pride. The question is, What do you do about it? Well, 
you can point to the people that you think ought to fix it. We've spent a lot of time in this program making the argument that, in fact, the person who is most responsible and most able to fix it is staring at you in the mirror. Now, you may respond with the idea of, what am I supposed to do about ISIS? What am I supposed to do about $19 trillion in debt? What am I supposed to do about $200 trillion in promises we've made to our kids and grandkids that we have no possible way of paying off? How do we do that? And furthermore, why am I responsible? Well, in a practical sense, no, you didn't make all the decisions that led to that, but that's not the point. The point is, if we are to fix the challenges that face the nation, we must decide it's in our best interest to step up. That's what leaders do. We've invested a lot of time talking about the nature of leadership. We've talked about what it is that builds strong character. We've talked about what it means to bring leaders together. And today we're going to focus on what happens when you actually bring people together that want to work together, that want to take on some tough challenges. How do you do that? How do you build a team of people? How do you bring people together to have a focus on creating a stronger economy, of bringing people together so there's less division, that is uniting fellow Americans, and rekindling that pride that was described as the shining city on a hill? How do you do that? Well, I want to take you back to a couple of times in history when Americans really pulled together. And depending on your age, you may remember them in different ways. If you were alive in World War II and you saw that the entire country pulled together because we were at massive, massive war on two big fronts, Europe and in Asia. And we faced the very real possibility of losing our nation. So what did we do? Well, 16% of the American population was in the military to stand up massive armies and navies and air forces so that we could defend ourselves, so that we could defeat the enemy, destroy the enemy. It was painful. It was expensive, most especially in the loss of life and the injuries, but also financially. But we won. And the national pride that grew out of winning that war and doing it in the best possible way we could. War is an awful thing. But if you're going to go, you better fight and you better win. So we experienced that. But many of us weren't alive in World War II. Think to another time when we came together. And we brought a team of folks together to take on another adversary. The Cold War was an experience that happened over time. And especially for those that haven't studied history, it's hard to put your arms around. But I'm going to give you an example of one that happened in 1980, where we actually were seeing the Cold War in progress. And that was in the Olympics, when the United States was tasked to take on the Soviet Union, who at the time was a wildly favored hockey team. The Soviet Union didn't play by the same Olympic rules that we played back in the 80s, which was that all the participants were supposed to be amateurs. Everybody knew that the Soviet Union didn't have any amateurs. Everybody on their team were professional. They were born and bred to be the professionals to play in the Olympics. America 
was not expected to win that game. It was a silver medal round. And if you remember that game, it was known as the Miracle on Ice. It was an amazing game. I was a junior in high school, and I can still remember the minute that we won that game. We were just absolutely floored. America was floored. And the world stood up and took notice. And it was a sign of things to come. When we come back from the break, we're going to begin to drill down into what it really means to put a team together right now, a leadership team, a bold leadership team that's willing to stand up and take on the challenges that we face as a nation, as we face in our communities. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003, and with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for being with us today. Our focus is on taking on the craziness of this world. Our focus today is looking at the idea of building teams, building teams across America that are willing to come together and do something pretty unique, and that is take ownership of the challenges that we face in our nation. There was a book written not too long ago by two Navy SEAL officers called Extreme Ownership. And if you've not read it or listened to it, I suggest you do. 
And in the book, these SEALs talked about what it means to take extreme ownership of a situation, of a circumstance, whether you're responsible for it or not. And the way we look at this scenario here in America is that we're taking extreme ownership of America's future because our children and grandchildren depend on it. We're not going to point at the politicians. We're not going to point at the folks that have come before us. We can't do anything to fix that. What we can do is look at the future and look at what we do day in and day out. Now, one of the things about the Navy SEALs and about military organizations in general is that they have a fundamental process to build teams and to build leaders within those teams and to build a process wherein those leadership teams get very, very bold so that they are able to stand up and take on the worst of mankind. I can tell you as a combat veteran, the last thing any military man or woman wants to do is to go into combat. Contrary to what some of the political spin is or what the Hollywood spin is, 99 and three quarter percent of all military people would prefer not to have to go into combat. But at the moment that the decision is made to go fight, it's really going to be a good idea to be on our side because the consequences for you being on the wrong side of that equation are going to be permanent. What does it take to build a bold leadership team? What does it take? Well, first of all, it takes a common interest. Why would you join a team to begin with? Ever be, have you ever been part of a sports team? Maybe you played hockey as a kid, like that Olympic team that we talked about. Maybe that inspired you to go learn how to play hockey or baseball or football, whatever it is. It was a common interest in the sport. Maybe you joined another kind of team. Maybe you wanted to figure out how to solve a problem. Maybe you joined a math team or a debate club. But it was common interest that brought you together. Common interest in something that interests you, something that you find exciting. What else brings a team together? Passion. Not just an interest. I mean, there's a lot of people interested in sports. There's a lot of people that are interested right now in basketball. But interest in observing basketball is a whole lot different than getting on the court and playing. There are a lot of folks that have interest in a lot of topics, but there's a smaller number that have enough passion in that particular environment to actually get in the game. So you have to have a passion for that common interest. And you also have to invest time because you don't get good at something. You don't get good at a sport or a business or national restoration by just talking about it. You have to invest time and work on it. And then with respect to the team, you've got to work on it with the people who share that passion, who share that common interest, who have put time on their calendars to focus on that. So when you work together as a team, you invest time with each other. What do you do? You end up building relationships, don't you? You begin to find out where the strengths of the team members are. You find out what it is that really motivates those individual players. You also begin to see who the leaders of the team are. Sometimes, depending on the type of team it is, it is longevity in a particular environment that makes you captain of the team. Well, what if you're the new guy? What if you're the young kid on the, on the squad? Does that mean that you can't be a leader? Absolutely not. Leadership is something that each of us chooses to develop or not. So you can be the newest member of the team. It doesn't mean you have positional authority in the organization as the captain of the squad, but you can be a leader. 
And if you have a team of people who are focusing on being the absolute best they can be, which includes developing their own leadership capabilities, now what you're really doing is building a leadership team. People who are focused on that common interest, and in our case, they're focused on doing what is absolutely best for the country, taking ownership in changing the economy, taking ownership of bringing fellow citizens together, taking ownership of rekindling the national pride of what it was like to be in an America where we actually could go to the water's edge and be on the same team. One of the reasons that we focus on the entrepreneurial world and the small business world is that we can come together with a shared passion and interest in free market economics. Translated, that means I get to build a business that I want to build because it benefits me. You know, it's often said that people listen to one particular radio station, WIIFM. What's in it for me? What's in it for me when I'm running my own business is the profit. It's the promise of building a company that provides for my family, that allows me to pursue my dreams. So if you have a crew of people together that have a common interest called building my own business or learning how to build a better business or flirting with the idea of starting a business, we have a common interest called I want to learn how to build and grow a company. So we've come together. With passion, we invest time together. We focus on the hard work of building a business. Well, what happens when those entrepreneurial leaders who are focused on the fundamentals of economics, they're focused on providing products and services that have value in the marketplace, and they do that better and better and better every day that goes by, what happens? They create something called profit. And that's something called profit creates the capability to continue to build, grow, and expand, but it only happens when they serve the consumer in the marketplace. Whether that marketplace is local, whether it's a state marketplace, or perhaps a national or international marketplace through the online medium or through national distribution. The idea is that we're serving. So if an entrepreneur can make a decision to be part of a team, a leadership team, of other entrepreneurs and small business people and apprentices that really want to do a great job, we're building a microcosm of a strong economy. Well, what happens if leadership teams of individuals who are focused on that same activity are building strength in their local economy, but there's one over here and one over there and one across town and one across the state and a few more across the country? What could happen with the 30 million small business owners in America that claim extreme ownership of America's economy. What do you think would happen? We can create an economic impact. Yes, we can. We can also bring people together in a community because they begin to learn things about small business they've never understood before. In a microcosm, we can begin to unite citizens in our local community in a very powerful way. And then just dream with me for a minute. What happens when there are hundreds of these teams These teams that are becoming more bold every day that goes by because they're beginning to see what it was that the founders saw in a free market economy that they memorialized in a document called the United States Constitution, where people, instead of getting all kinds of political spin completely wrong because the people pitching it have no idea what the real truth of the matter is, they begin to experience capitalism in its purest form because it benefits them. They begin to see profit and impact in their family. So now you have a bold leadership team developing in a community. 
in a dozen communities, in 50 or 100 communities across the country? How about 1,000 communities? What happens when we strengthen the economy, unite our fellow citizens, and rekindle national pride? Ladies and gentlemen, that is national restoration. That's what happens when Americans take extreme ownership of the challenges that everybody looks at and throws their hands up and said, there's nothing we can do. Oh, contraire. There is something we can do. And that's what this is all about. If you want to understand more about what I'm describing, go to backboneofamerica.com. You are the backbone of America. You're the individual who draws your line in the sand and says, you know what? I'm done. I'm not taking it anymore. I'm going to step up and do what I can do. And there's a place for you. Whether you're 18 years old or whether you're 88 years old, you have knowledge, ideas, and experience that can all contribute to the strong effort of making America strong again. But it's up to you. You get to decide. It's your choice. Make the decision. Backboneofamerica.com. Thanks. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.